live. We've been live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we happens. don't know what we're doing. This is what happens when you mess up the first part. <laughs> All right. Okay, so starting from the top. What are your guys' thoughts on the first episode that we did? Just to go over that. The sports one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're improving. For sure, I think significantly we had we had a really good flow. I thought, yeah, maybe that was because we were all interested in it and we've all played sports before, right? So obviously we're gonna get into topics eventually at some point where maybe only two of us are interested in or one person. I hopefully not just the one, but eventually we're gonna get to topics where not everyone's gonna have equal discussion, uh, but. For sports, that I mean, that was an awesome topic, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I felt like we could have kept it going for four hours. No, <laughs> that'd be a long time. But it just it felt all very natural and very improved off of our. We were focused on on one thing the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we can continue that in the next episodes that we do. So who, Simon or Drew? Do you want to introduce? The topic for today. Yeah, so today we wanted to talk about music, um, which, like sports, is a very broad subject. Um, but I think um, I think there's some things that we can pull out of this. Uh, I don't know what you guys are thinking um, as far as where you want to take this, but I have some questions for you guys. And Okay. Yeah. I am not personally a music guy. To me, discussing music is a lot like let's say, discussing toilet paper. Not that interesting on its own, but what I think is more, much more interesting is discussing the creation of music and stuff behind that. Similarly, it'd be much more interesting to talk about how people make toilet paper compared <laughs> to actually talking about toilet paper. Okay. Is that a good analogy? That's solid. I'm so. curious to hear, in what scenarios are you guys pulling up music on your phone and listening to it? Uh when I'm walking to class or okay. when I'm studying because yeah. my headphones have noise canceling. So listening to music can like, I don't hear any background noise and um, I don't, I'm not a lyrics guy, which we can talk about later. Yeah, for but sure. But I don't like, it doesn't distract me hearing the words. You it's know? very interesting. I got noise canceling headphones so that I wouldn't have to listen to music to block out other noise. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you just have the headphones on? No yeah, I have headphones on. Or if I listen to anything, it'll be like a sermon or a podcast. So Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm always listening to music, and music has had a big uh, impact on my life. And I've had struggles with it, and uh, I don't know. It's been a love-hate relationship, but hmm. mostly love. Yeah. I, I do. I love music. and um, But maybe not a love-hate relationship isn't the right way to say it. Um, I love music and that can be in conflict with other things that i sure i value yeah i would say that i can relate i'll listen to music just to have it in my ear and not really pay attention pay attention to the lyrics but a lot of the time i am a lyrics guy Mm -hmm. um i usually won't listen to a song if i don't like the lyrics um and that's usually the first thing that I'm listening for in a song is what's the message and how am I relating to this? Um, Which 
yeah, there's a whole plethora of reasons that'll listen to a song or that all um that all pull out lyrics that I like and um but yeah, I'm I'd say I'm different than you guys um in that way. I would typically listen I I always listen to this like the sound of it first and then later I'm like uh oh, lyrics aren't actually that good. I should probably like I probably shouldn't listen to it. But man, there are some songs like oh they just they sound so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then later I'm like oh crap, I should probably not listen to this anymore. So, yeah. But I feel like searching after that song that's amazing and has good lyrics is kind of an unquenchable for like an unquenchable uh like chase i think because you find this one song and then okay awesome i love this song i'm so into it and then you over listen to it and you're like crap now i gotta find another one and then the search just continues and continues you said you don't like listening uh searching for new music earlier Uh, i don't know if we were recording when you said that but um i look for music a lot and i find it enjoyable because when i find that song that like matches and i can add it to a playlist like i have so many songs on my phone uh that just looking for music is like fun. you have satisfaction in finally finding that yeah okay yeah yeah for sure um we were talking about how when we find a song that sounds really good but then we like hear the lyrics and we're like okay maybe not uh shouldn't be what i was listening to that ties into our values as uh believers where it's secular music versus um you know christian music is what we like a lot of people listen to but it doesn't have to be strictly what you listen to um so what do you guys think about uh secular music and and that relationship and what we should do with it well i think strictly from a biblical perspective you really shouldn't listen to it at all Um, i would disagree Okay. Uh, I was going to say Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else because everything you do flows from it. Mm-hmm. So why would you not guard your heart from secular music? And Now, secular, we could be saying that as like um, a pianist playing, playing their song. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's no lyrics giving you uh, a bad influence. It's just simply good art. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. talking about secular music in terms of talking about drugs or talking about women, stuff like that. And I, there should be no reason you should listen to that, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have so many thoughts. First, you can... I've listened to music before um, with intentions of learning, not of uh, vibing with the music and agreeing with everything that's said. So in that case, I think there's things that can be learned from songs that um, that you don't necessarily agree with. Um, well, I'll, I'll, yeah. while you gather, I'll say something about that. Learning from music, I think music bridges a gap between, um, like, articulation what we can say with language a song the way the song feels and the emotions behind it Mm -hmm. like somehow the instruments the 
man has created, which is crazy with how, how much there's so much variety in genre, so much yeah. variety in instruments um, that music can just capture things that words can't. And that's sometimes where I find the joy of music because like we were yeah. talking about uh, the way a song sounds, like you can't describe the way some songs sound. I feel like with so, like a certain amount of people, this is a small amount, but some people can listen to a poem and that is just beautiful to them. It radiates so much emotion. But a lot of people, the words just aren't enough. And I think that's what you're getting to. You need you need the music. Mm-hmm. You need some sort of a beat, some sort of a rhythm to bring out those emotions that the uh, artist is trying to give to you. And here's another thought that I have with in relation to like our faith and music. Um, when you go to music to change the way you feel because music affects mood or you go to music to like feel a certain way, mm-hmm. like feel better, whatever, what have you, um, is that wrong to do because we should go to God or is it you think God has a hand in? I've never thought about that before. My immediate perspective is, yeah, you should not do that, right? Because you're you're seeking a solution that is not a permanent or a, a a good solution, right? I mean, it might work effectively, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily good, right? Why would you? I don't know. It's kind of like if you have if you have well, none of us are married, but if you have like marriage problems, why would you go to your friends? You know, they're they're your same age. Go to people older. Go to your parents. And yeah. seek advice from them kind of along the same maybe this this is <laughs> this is the more that I'm talking the worse of an analogy this is becoming but <laughs> like if you it's Logi- so much better to seek God for that counsel and that uh, whatever you're trying to sort out in your life rather than music so good yeah and I would argue that I don't know so I'm not saying that it doesn't work because it 100% works. Yeah. Like if I'm having a bad day and I listen to some good music, bro, it brings me up. But right, it's it's the dependencies and like we should be dependent on Jesus. But yeah, I don't know. I, I he's given us music. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. For me, <clears throat> I find that music is really good at putting a lot of things in perspective for me because I'll be. Um, I'll be going about my daily life and my routines and whatever, and I'll just forget about forget about what's important to me. Um, in music, it, a lot of times will just slap me across the face, and when I'm singing lyrics um, that I really resonate with. So you sing in the shower. Singing in the shower. No. When, when do you sing the lyrics? Uh, my car. Okay, nice. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. Continue. Sorry, interruption. Um, I'll give an example. Um, I I have a favorite song, like an absolute favorite song, and it's "Difference Maker" by Need to Breathe. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. The words are incredible. The I really like the tune and whatever. Um, that song, I'll listen to it like multiple times per week and I never get tired of it and I'll sing 
or I'll mouth the words to it if I'm like walking and it just gives me a boost every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just stuff like that. And I'll have, I've mentioned this before, but I'm a C.S. Lewis guy. So I'll, I'll have um, songs that were inspired by C.S. Lewis's work. Hmm. Like I've, um, those but, that I'll But he to. wasn't actually, he, he never made music. No. Okay. Um, no, he wrote poetry. Um, uh, classics. But songs like that where it really inspires one my imagination but two just it spurs thoughts because i love thinking about uh some of the books that he's wrote and it just takes me back to those so things like that where in the middle of the day i'll listen to those and it just takes me to a different place yeah Hmm. that is interesting i've never listened to a song and just thought about it afterwards i've always just really and if I, I don't know, if I like the vibe, I just listen to it again until I, <laughs> until I'm like, okay, I need to stop. Yeah. For me, in reflecting on what music I listen to, um, it's usually in like a guilt way where like, okay, I shouldn't have been listening to that. Um, but it's good music. Yes. And like the, the artists are genuinely talented. Yes. The artists are talented. And that's the struggle. Yeah. And like, I don't think about the lyrics as much it's more the beat again the beat and the rhythm (laughs) and and everything and i don't know that's why i don't know it's that's why it's a struggle for me because it's good and enjoyable and i think it's because we enjoy the things of the world and and stuff like that yeah it's it's kind of ironic i don't really enjoy listening to music but i love dancing Mm -hmm. which is to music (laughs) uh and so Whenever I listen to a song, I I almost always dance. Like that's just it's what I do. I don't sing, but I but I love I love dancing. Yeah. And again, going back to Simon's point, like the beat is that's what gets my my arm shaking and my you know yeah. just my that's what gets my body moving. And I, the lyrics really for me are not a part of it, which is so interesting that we can both that. Like, all three of us can have a different perspective on that. Yeah, for sure. Something that helps me lyrics-wise, because I'm not sure if this is right or wrong or whatever, but lyrics are important to me. So something that helps me kind of keep in check what I'm listening to is I have artists that I trust. So when I find a new artist, one of the first things that I do is look it up, look him or her up, find, like, their background and listen to some of their other music and kind of figure out, do I trust this person or not? Mm. And so um, that way I probably have 50 artists that I listen to on a regular basis. Um, And I'll listen to their new albums when they come out and that's how I'll find new music that I like or whatever. But that also keeps my lyrics in check because I know that when I'm listening to this artist... I know that they're going to, even if I don't agree with what they're saying, they'll have thought-provoking things that I can chew on, and I don't have to agree with them or whatever. But most of the time I do. Um, yeah. The parts, uh, like when, I, when I'm singing, I've noticed the only real times that I like really notice the lyrics 
are when we go to a singing or something or we sing in church and I'm reading the words on the page. I have to be able to see them. I cannot hmm. listen to the words and be like, oh, wow, that was profound. I, I have to see it. And then when I sing it, I'm like, wait a second. And then I go back. While like everyone else keeps singing, I go back and look at it again. And I'm like, dang, that was that's good. Yeah. Well, like we said, song is a is is also a form of worship. So, obviously, music is given from from God for us to enjoy, and so we shouldn't feel guilty for putting on a song and it changing our mood. Um. Yeah, I I love singing and I love dancing, like you said. But again, I when I when I hear a song for the first time and I'm like, wow, that sounds really good. And then I add it to my playlist and then I hear it again and I'm like, wow, that's really good. And then I kind of just turn my brain off to it because I've heard it so many times. Yep. And then eventually I'll get to the point where like I listen to it and I'm like not doing anything and I'll hear the lyrics and I'll be like, wow, I've been listening to this for so long. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've had to sacrifice a lot of my music that I really like. Because Do you think it really does that much if you are in quotes? turning your brain off you know like you're not you do think it impacts you yeah because you're not actively thinking about it you're just like i don't know i think it's dangerous could you elaborate because i have this thought forming in my head but it's not fully mature and so (laughs) i need input i haven't dug into this much myself but i've heard it said in for me, it makes sense that music will often reflect culture at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and so I'm not sure which is setting the temperature for the other, whether it's the, it's probably the culture kind of setting the temperature. That's what I would assume. Music is. Um, but it, it kind of goes both I, ways because then the culture listens to the music and it just kind of is a self perpetuating cycle, right? Mm-hmm. But. I think we've, oh man, I wish I would have thought about this more, but I think words are huge and whether you realize it or not, I do think that they'll creep into your mind. Um, One book that I think of in this is 1984 by George Orwell. I don't know if you guys have read it. But I, I've definitely heard about it, and I do want to read it at some point, but I'm not a huge reader, and so I typically try and withhold my reading to stuff that's, like, of real value to me. And because I, I don't read that much, so what I do read, I want it, want it to be of impact, like, impactful yeah. for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but one big thing that I pulled from that book is the importance of words on culture. The book kind of emphasizes that the moment that we lose the value of words and what words being said to us actually mean, then that's when culture itself deteriorates. Um, And C.S. Lewis talks a lot about um, philology. Is that the study of words? I have no idea. Study of language. Um, But C.S. Lewis makes that a big point um, in a few of his essays and stuff. where he talks about word choice and language being used is such a big reflection of how um, society will act. Yeah. And so I think when it's something just being listened to on repeat, it just has to be ingrained somehow. 
your brain. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the book Anthem? Mm-mm. Okay, so I read it in high school. Basically, the whole prompt of this is that it's like a totalitarian government, and they've actually reversed the like age of science, so to speak. So when there used to be cars and used to be electricity, now there's no electricity. And they've also diminished the value of the self. And so nobody in the, like nobody says the word I or we, or sorry, nobody says I, they only say we, like as a collective Mm -hmm. uh, pronoun. And everyone loses their sense of self. They don't have any emotion. Just we have emotion. And so in that sense, in in this hypothetical circumstance, words have a huge impact not only on what you think of yourself, but also how you interpret the world around you. Yeah, so what words are you listening to? Is So lyrics are obviously important, but that's where I've, I've been trapped is because I don't like pay attention to them while I'm listening and I don't look for that. And I think what you're saying about culture um, with with words and language and how we lose meaning of words, I think that comes down to like desensitization. How yeah. some things we hear all the time and then we're like, okay, well, I'm going to hear it later today anyway. So yeah. what's one more time on this song hearing these words? Um, so it can be like dangerous, but like, yeah, we need to kind of keep ourselves in check. And I... I can't lie, like, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to say, but I don't, I find it difficult to understand why we should give up some of the stuff that brings us so much joy, but it's like, it is temporary joy, but I'll see my friends listening to like songs that are, they're not Christian songs, but they're, they're talented musicians and maybe the words aren't the best, but they just like, I can just see the joy on their face and... I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's a similar question to why do we sin? I think sin is pleasurable. It's easy. It's comfortable. Right. Otherwise, if it was uncomfortable, why would we go to it? But then after, like, do you think that people who don't know God, after they sin, do you think they feel guilty? Uh, In some regards, yes. In other regards, no. There are some overlaps in our so so we have we have this moral authority that is God in the Bible, right? So we have our like our set moral code, but culture has their moral code, and so like for okay, so we generally say that lying is bad, right? Culture and the Bible, but with something like. Uh, what you do with your partner before marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. The Bible says, don't like refrain from this stuff. Whereas culture says, oh, it's okay. So in that sense, when they partake in such acts, they're not going to feel guilty for that, but they would for something like lying. But you also have the negative impacts of stuff like that, where you. Yeah, you, but I don't think they realize it. I. You don't. You don't think so? Why? Why else would they? Okay. Well, I, I, we, I hate I hate saying they first of all because we're all yeah true we're all true terrible true um, and we don't deserve God's love but <laughs> yeah we still get it um like human nature we it's I think that's the I I, I no, think I, that's a good way of putting it I, I think the answer I said earlier was 
spot on that it's just easy, right? Yeah. Why do we lie? Because if we if we told the truth all the time, sometimes it would get us in trouble, yeah. right? And we want to get away from that guilt or whatever it be. And yeah, it's uncomfortable. So we don't like that. So we go to sin. Right. Okay. I, do, I really don't think there's a sin that's uncomfortable. Okay. Do you think? That's fair. I mean, there are sins that are uncomfortable for us to think about, but for the person that is doing them. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Murder? <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, we hear murder because I thought of that. And I was like, like, that's an awful thing that someone would do to another person. Yeah. Right? How can you even imagine that? But for that person, can you think about the amount of anger that they had? They would rather, they in their head, it would be easier, it would be more comfortable to not have that person exist than to deal with whatever is going on between them. Yeah. But it's not as simple as that. It's not always that well thought out. I don't know. I feel like we can't group it all into one box. Like There's going to be exceptions and there's going to be trade-offs like you can't say there's not a formula for which sins are comfortable and which are not mm-hmm. you look like you're stewing yeah i know i i want i don't know if you can come up with an example for a sin that's not comfortable but people still do it give me one so uh if we get back on the topic of music i don't listen to music but i listen to a lot of podcasts what do you think about the similarities between those because obviously there's an artistic aspect of music do you think that there's an artistic side to podcasting yeah and the fact that it's um well it depends well well obviously (laughs) music music is a combination of two things it's it's like a sound and like you put instruments together and then you have what you're trying to convey with that sound and what your message is. And then podcasts are obviously longer. You have like an yep. hour podcast in comparison to a two minute song and music. They have to fit it all into a short amount of time. And then podcasts, it's more drawn out, but it's, I don't know. I, they, wouldn't, I wouldn't compare the two. Yeah. They emphasize, they emphasize things in different ways or different they, things show emotion in different ways and podcasting if i wanted you to really know something i'd be loud and i'd talk like this but in song if i wanted you to know something i may i might uh there's a lot i might make the song more intense or like more upbeat i don't know yeah or they're specific they have they choose their dialogue way ahead of time and they review it over and over and over yeah whereas with a podcast yeah so i guess like they sound similar on surface level but they really aren't that similar in reality yeah it's just what what you put into your head into your ears Mm -hmm. but i think same goes for podcasting in that you shouldn't listen to oh yeah yeah i would think even more so because podcast you are like the reason that you listen to a podcast is you listen to the words Whereas with music, some people like even though you're still hearing the words, you're not always focused on them. Whereas a podcast, you're focused on them, and it's for a longer duration of time, so that's more of that influence that you're getting. So for me, uh, trigger words are like profanity, mm-hmm. and I think that would be an interesting 
topic to cover on a podcast eventually. Maybe not a whole podcast. Yeah. Like, what do we think about profanity and why? Like, I don't know. It's it's like a tendency, and I feel like that would be a one minute podcast. It would. <laughs> be simple. Just like no. Yeah. I don't know because you can sometimes I hear like you just hear that and like we were talking about desensitization. It doesn't like tune you out of what else somebody's saying. It, it can provide emphasis. Like where does I don't know. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about the importance placed on words because what a lot of what profanity is is words that have entirely lost their archaic meaning and have turned into something else mm-hmm. um yeah. and so when it's used in word or when it's used in song i'm i'd say 99% of the time it's going to be a poor choice of words just because it doesn't it there's no way it can help the song. It's just a way know. to emphasis. I've well, I think that like this. Oh wait, hold on. This. <laughs> Sorry guys, got a little out of control there. Yeah. Um. When you, I don't know how to say this. The people that make songs are clearly very talented, yep. and they're not just gonna throw words out there willy nilly. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think that choosing to put some profanity in a song is a choice that they made. Yeah. No? Or, I think or is it is it so much part of their vocabulary that they don't even think twice about it? I think every word... A little bit vocabulary. of both. Yeah. I think in some instances, just the connotation that the words carry, based on what the artist is trying to portray, they need that type of a word. You know, they're not going to say this darn thing like, it, I don't know. Yeah, because then that comes off as corny. But like, why? Yeah. Why is like what? Where has profanity come from? Because I doubt they had profanity in the time. Yeah, maybe this is going in too deep. But um, the song Richmond, North of Richmond. Okay. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what? Like. Like it was this the, new song that came out. The dude recorded it on his Samsung. It's the number one song, like in the U.S. for weeks on end. Yeah, it, I'll have to give it. A, dude recorded it on his phone. I'll it went viral. I'll the point of the the point of this song is this guy is kind of fed up with the way the government is doing some things, and he uses profanity, but he uses it to stress his point. It's not just thrown in there. Yeah. So, um, it's a source of emphasis. Yeah. So wait, like we shouldn't use profanity, obviously. I think that to a degree we do use profanity. It's not the same types of words, but we still use these words of emphasis in quotes. For example, you can choose to say a bad word or you can say, Oh, uh, this darn test that I took. Well, they both have the same. We're doing thing. the same thing. Right. And I think the point that we say one is bad and one's not is yeah. just kind of funny. So my understanding is like looking into like 
it makes us stand out. It makes you stand out if you don't say yeah a curse word mm-hmm. and you choose not to. And that can open avenues for like conversating yeah. with somebody that may not know who you are and you can like explain more who you are. You're like, okay, so I don't use curse words for this reason. You can say your beliefs. Yeah. But like if I was talking to you guys, you guys know who I am. Yeah. But we still wouldn't say curse words. Or, yeah. or it's interesting. There there are three guys in my chemistry class. I was just with them this morning. And man, they're throwing the F word left and right. And I wonder if they notice that I don't say any curse words. Right? Yeah. And I've had people notice for sure that I don't say yeah. curse words. Like um I've had people I played golf in high school. We talked about this last episode. Um, but people on my golf team have commented about it and noticed because that kind of environment where everyone's kind of like buddies and we're hanging out and stuff, it becomes really easy for profanities to start flying and stuff Mm -hmm. just in regular conversation. Well, yeah, because as a culture, we've decided, okay, you can't say some words in a professional setting or around like kids Mm -hmm. and like where does that where does this all come from? I probably need to do more research, but I mean, what are words? They're just sounds. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that argument before. They're just words. Why does it matter? But it does matter. I know. Like deep down, we know it matters, but I can't really put my finger on. Like, do you think in the Bible where it says like keep your keep your tongue from bad talk? Is it more so? just in general, like with general profanity that we're talking about? Or do you think it's more so like cursing people or using profanity against God? Well, like gossip, that's bad. True. Uh, but that's not... Lying, think, bad talk. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's... I don't think they had profanity back then. Really? I think they... They had to have. It's a culture just like ours. Mm, for sure. True. I think they did. But, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my best way of putting it. Yeah. So, with music, when I listen to lyrics, or, like, when I'm assessing if I should be listening to something, it's, I don't know if I, it, it should be, am I, is, is this song promoting, like, things of the world and, and not, not so much the curse words, but that's obviously it, like a It sound. can be a worldly song without even having any profanity. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so vice versa, could it be a worldly song or could it be could it have profanity and have a message that's not bad? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh but what do you It's rare. What are you saying that the message is good about, like, with that? Uh, Drew, what was that song about uh, that went viral? It was about government. Uh, Richmond, North of Richmond? Yeah. So that song, uh, like, I think the message there was awesome. But there's a profanity there. So, yes, but it's also, like, do we say that that's a good meaning? Is that a good meaning to the song, or what are we defining as a good meaning? So there's that question in there. But I and I think with with just speech and how we talk, it's 
good to have self-control. Oh, and, yeah. And just like not saying curse words is beneficial in that way where you, you have self-control. It's not like... Yeah, true. It's a form of discipline. Right. It's it's not so much, oh, if you say a bad word, you're like done for. Yeah. Like, if you can... You should be able to hold your tongue because it doesn't matter either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's what I would say. Do you want to end with our favorite songs and why? No. No? I never have a favorite yes. song. Every really? time somebody asks, I never have a favorite song. I'm looking at one of my playlists right now. I'll give two. Uh, first, Goodness of God by Jen Johnson. So good. Oh, my goodness. And then also... Oh man, these are all so good. <laughs> I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. I love, love rock and roll. So, but like, oh, I could get into so much. Sorry, I'll I'll hold back. Very good. Drew Simon. Uh, yeah, I have lots of songs that I could recommend, but I said "Difference Maker" by Need to Breathe earlier, okay. and I'll stick with that. Yep. Do yourself a favor and go listen to it. Lyrics are they hit me. I I relate. Yeah. Good. Do a difference. That's what it's called. Difference maker. Oh, difference maker. All right. I'll say I'll say mine, but it's not my actual favorite song. It's just like a song that I really like. That's really good, yeah. Because I never have with so many songs, like literally there are millions. Uh yeah, probably millions of songs out there. Yeah. And it's just like billions. Y- Billions? Billions. Really? Well, I'll do a quick Google search. Uh, Finish your okay, thought. Anyway, my my favorite, quote-unquote, is Upside Down by Jack Johnson. Um, Yes. If you don't know what that is, listen to it, and it'll be your favorite song, too. Okay, I have an answer. Okay. How many songs do you think there are? You're, like, just give one guess. Drew? Two billion. Uh, Three billion. I'm going to say 600 million. Okay, I'm gonna say eighty million. Uh, yeah, there, there's eighty million. <laughs> what? I know. That's it. Mm-hmm. Bro, there's seven billion people. Yeah. Okay, wait. Think about how many people make songs. Is that just like published though? Is that like on Spotify? Where there are eighty million songs. This could. Uh, be so no one knows exactly, but some people guess about eighty million. If I start singing this podcast, Let me see this. count towards the eighty million. That's if I start singing. To get a sense of that, 80 million minutes. Holy crap. (laughs) 80 million minutes is 152 years. Watch your mouth over there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Watch your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Spotify says that has over 100 million songs. Brother, what? How old is this website I went to? 2023. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It's called Bedtime Math. Maybe that's why. Um, oh, okay. Here, this one says ninety-seven to two hundred thirty million. That's a really big range. What the world? Can't narrow that down at all. All right. I feel we like should, it would be should probably. We should up. be able to get pretty accurate. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. Episode two, baby. Yes. In the books. Yep. Thanks for listening. We're gonna have to. Are we recording Friday? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Simon's heading out. I'm actually. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm leaving. What time Friday though? Right after classes. What time are classes? Until one twenty. Oh, so we could do it before that. 
I unless you're booked. Not really. Maybe. Okay. Well, well, we'll see because we have fall break next week. So, anyways. All right. Follow Wait, us wherever you listen to podcasts. Download it. Email us. Send in comments. What's your email again? Uh, Drew Platner at iCloud.com is a podcast exclusive email. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely give us feedback because we know we're not amazing at this yet, but we're still we're still working at it. Yeah, so. All right. See you later. Oh,